Hey there, welcome to Skincare School, your ultimate skincare study guide. My name is Amy Clark and I'm Adore Beauty's Senior Editor. And I'm Michelle Wong of Lab Muffin Beauty Science. This week on Skincare School. Fine lines and wrinkles might appear more pronounced because essentially your skin is just lacking that moisture that kind of when you when you fill up, uh, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking of a goon sack right now. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a, let's go PG and go for balloon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit trickier because a lot of the more synthetic ingredients are so much better. They just blow the natural ones out of the water. Nature does not necessarily care about whether or not you have good skin. <laughs> so it's like a little rubber thing that comes out and then poops out a little bit of product and then it sucks back in. <laughs> but it very hygienically and sterile. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we are up to episode eight. I feel like week one of school feels like an eternity ago, but we have covered a lot in these episodes so far, haven't we? Yeah, we've done so much. We've gone through so many ingredients. I think now it's like, how do we apply that to our skin? How do we set up a routine. Exactly. So for anyone who's sitting there thinking, yeah, okay, cool. Now I know what vitamin A and vitamin C is, but I still don't know what to put on my face. We hear you. And that's why for the next remaining weeks of skincare school, we're going to be talking about different skincare concerns and then how to choose your products a, based on your skin type, but also your skin concern, because that's kind of, that's really putting those last pieces of the puzzle back together. Obviously, the best way to get a really personalized routine is to see a skin professional. So a dermal therapist, a dermal clinician, or a, a d- dermatologist, and they can actually physically look at your skin and then identify what some of your skin concerns might be. But for anyone playing along at home, we're going to start today with dehydration. And we're starting with dehydration because I feel like a lot of people have dehydrated skin but don't actually know it. So first of all, a quick recap from you, Michelle, on dryness versus dehydration because as anyone who listened to week one will know, dry skin is a skin type but then dehydration is actually more of a skin condition. Yeah, so at a very high level, Dry means you're lacking oil and dehydrated means you're lacking water. So if you have dry skin, um, when you don't have enough oil on your skin to keep it nice and like lubed up, I guess, um, (laughs) it's mostly genetic. So a lot of it is just like whether or not your body naturally produces enough oil or too much, which is the opposite of dry skin, which is my problem. So this can change a bit over time. So it can depend on the time of year. So sometimes in summer, you might have less dry skin. Winter, usually you get worse dry skin. And it can also change with the time of month as well, if you're female, just from hormones in your body. It also changes like over time as you get older as well. So signs of dry skin are things like if your skin tends to get flaky and cracked, and if your skin, when you put oil in it, it loves it. Your skin feels like it needs oily products. It should be pretty obvious most of the time if you're oily or dry, because if you put on foundation, for example, if you get oil spots throughout the day, you're probably oily. If you like your face just feels powdery and dry and cracked, then your skin is probably dry. Um, So yeah, go back to episode one, I think it was, where we talked about dry versus oily. Go back to a thousand years ago. (laughs) And so onto dehydration, the reason why I say that a lot of people might not know that they have dehydrated skin is because 
dehydration can actually like it can affect a lot of things about your mm. skin the way that it looks and feels and um I best describe it as when your skin just feels like meh like it's just really that you know it's not giving you the kind of radiance and glow and it doesn't feel as comfortable and you, and it's just kind of like eh. so um, tell me a bit more scientifically <laughs> what dehydration and dehydrated skin actually means so yeah your skin when it's dehydrated it's lacking water and it's temporary so like a lot of the time when you're having a really good skin day it's because your skin is temporarily very hydrated and sometimes when you're having a bad skin day it's just your skin is actually just dehydrated the nice thing is that it's pretty easy to undo you should be able to very quickly like within a few hours reverse most of it so all skin types can be dehydrated it doesn't matter if your skin is dry or oily in general if you have dry skin it tends to be more dehydrated as well. And in general, if you have oily skin, you're less prone to dehydration, but it still happens. Like my skin is oily and it's super dehydration prone. Generally, it's when your skin just loses too much water from time to time. Anyone can have it. And luckily, a lot of products can be used to fix it. What actually causes skin to become dehydrated? And I'm asking you, but I semi know the answer myself. <laughs> and it always comes back to the skin barrier. The job of the skin barrier to keep that water and moisture in. And then sometimes what can happen is when the barrier is impaired, we lose some of that hydration. Exactly. Yeah. So our skin barrier is so important to keep it intact. And there are so many different things that can make it less intact. So one misconception is that skin oil is good at trapping in moisture. It isn't, which is why oily skin can become dehydrated quite easily as well. Even though you have all the oil, the water just goes through that particular type of oil. There's also other things like your environment. So for example, if you're in a lot of drying air con, if you're going on a plane, if you just have cold dry weather with lots of wind, then that can dry out your skin and lead to dehydration. I say dry out, but what I mean is dehydrated. I'll try to keep it really clear to make sure it's <laughs> obvious, but yeah, colloquially, we always just say it's dry. Skin also has that natural moisturizer. So if you're getting rid of that natural moisturizer, then you're going to get dehydrated skin. So this is if you're washing your face too much, if you're washing with too harsh a cleanser. Like if you're using really hot water, hot water is really good at dissolving stuff from your skin and washing it away. So you're yeah, just washing away all that water and all that moisturizer. And also kind of like how we spoke in the episode about exfoliation mm. is, and this is where it's fun because we get to start putting these pieces together. But episode six in exfoliation, where we talked about if you exfoliate too much and you're kind of removing too many layers of dead skin and we need some layers of dead skin to keep that moisture in. So over exfoliating or using too many active ingredients can also lead to your barrier becoming impaired, which then in turn can lead to dehydration. Yeah, it's so disappointing as well because you think I'm using more skincare products. Why is my skin looking worse? And then you use more and it just gets worse and worse. So I think it's really important to be able to, I guess, diagnose what's going on with your skin. And then in terms of how to know if your skin is dehydrated. So, you know, you feel like your skin isn't behaving um, as nicely as it might usually. That can sometimes be a sign that your skin is dehydrated. It might feel tight, which is can be the same for dry, but dry skin is typically characterized by like a flakiness, um, mm. a really tight, uncomfortable feeling, redness and that kind of irritation. Whereas dehydrated skin, it can kind of 
of just look a bit more dull. Um, it might feel a bit textured, which also can in turn make it feel a bit tight. And you might also notice looking a bit more fatigued. And by that, I mean fine lines and wrinkles might appear more pronounced because essentially your skin is just lacking that moisture that kind of when you when you fill up, uh, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking of a goon sack right now. I'm thinking of of one of those like alfoil. Let's go PG and go for balloon. Yeah. Yeah. A a balloon that has nothing in it kind of looks a bit saggy and sad or whatever. And then when you fill it up, it stretches out and kind of everything comes out. So a lot of the time, if you think, oh, I want to reduce the appearance of wrinkles, sometimes targeting dehydration can be the first step to that because it kind of just plumps everything out so um yeah let's and probably lay off the goon sacks if your (laughs) skin's feeling a bit dehydrated yeah so yeah it's basically you look like a weak old balloon the nice thing about testing for it is that it goes away pretty quickly so if you find a really hydrating product and you put it on your face you should be able to see it like undo itself a bit um, within a few hours so that's a good way of testing if it's dehydrated as well and sometimes in some cases, obviously go and see a skin professional to get tailored, personalized advice. But generally speaking, breakouts can be a sign that your skin is dehydrated because it comes back to your skin not being able to just function and do its job at its best ability. So if you do find that you are getting persistent breakouts, again, dehydration could lead into that. Now for our dry and dehydrated pop quiz. Michelle, are you ready? Is your brain firing? Ready to bust some myths? <laughs> I've had a coffee, so I should be good. All right. Okay. First one is a dry skin kind of myth, and that is true or false, dry skin only happens in winter. Not true because I think there are a lot of people with dry skin out there who know that they need moisturizer all through the year. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah. So it does tend to get worse in winter because Firstly, it's cold, which means the oil doesn't flow as easily. It's also windy, which tends to like just get rid of water, which the dryness and the dehydration sort of like bleed into each other and they both make your skin feel tight and uncomfortable. There's also some things that we do in winter that tend to dry out our skin more. So if you're near a heater, then that tends to dehydrate your skin, more water evaporates. And if you cleanse with hot water, then you're getting rid of oil and those moisturizing substances, the natural humectants you have. And so that gets rid of both oil and water. So Try not to cleanse with hot water in winter as much. I know it's so tempting because it feels so good. Yes, I was going to say, Michelle, you've basically said that we can't do all the things that we want to do in winter. Are you telling me I can't sit under my heater (laughs) and I can't have a scalding hot shower? You're killing me. I mean, you can. All right, I don't, like, I personally do these things and I think it's fine. It's just you have to know what you're sacrificing if you choose. And honestly, I think it's, I think we should accept that sometimes we need to do things for our mental health that are not so good for our skin health. And it's a balance. Yes. One thing I like to do is, for example, I might have my, like not scalding hot, but I have, I like to sacrifice the skin on my body before the skin on my face. Mm -hmm. So now I've just actually moved into a place that has a bath. And so I will have a really warm bath, but then still wash my face afterwards with lukewarm or cold water. So that kind of, you know, I'm sacrificing the skin (laughs) on my legs. That's fine. But this also leads me to my next question, which you've kind of answered it for us, is do you need to change your skincare in winter? 
So in terms of actives, generally not really, unless you're adding in more of those super moisturizing ingredients, but generally it's just changing up your moisturizer. You don't even necessarily have to change up your moisturizer. You might just need to add an extra product in there just to give your skin that extra oil and hydration that your skin might need. And also if you are doing those bad things, I guess, to your skin, like (laughs) having really hot showers, then maybe you might want to add something because of that, because you're sacrificing part of it. And then you're trying to like control Z, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can add like oils to your bath water. You can use an in-shower moisturizer, which I really love because then you don't have to um, deal with the stickiness. You might just need a body moisturizer after you shower or have a bath. I personally think body moisturizing is like the most boring of all beauty tasks. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about a shower oil. But the other thing, as you said, you can do is you might want to drop a few Like you might want to do a few drops of face oil in your moisturizer just to give you that really comfortable feeling or just apply an extra layer of moisturizer. Like we basically what we wanted to say is, no, you don't need to go out and buy a whole new skincare routine no, because it's winter. So it's just about, yeah, making those little tweaks and sometimes probably using what you already have. Or maybe if you prefer a gel-based moisturizer in winter, in summertime, then you might want to switch to a more, a creamier texture in winter. But my next question is also about dry skin, even though we're we're talking about dehydration, but Mm -hmm. something I wanted to ask you about dry skin is that true or false, you shouldn't exfoliate dry skin. Um, That's false. So in general, if your skin is drier, it's actually worse at exfoliating itself because your skin's not getting that cell turnover as easily. It's not renewing its cells. Then your skin tends to have dry bits that clump together. And that's one of the reasons why dry skin gets flaky. It's not exfoliating itself evenly. Sometimes it doesn't unevenly. So you have those flakes in some places. And then in some places, it feels like it's really irritated. You don't have enough skin. So the only thing, again, like with everything else exfoliating, just try not to over exfoliate. So go with something gentle because your barrier is already probably a bit more prone to being impaired if you have dry skin. You don't want to like make it way worse by like just removing the whole barrier. Like that's not going to help. Yes. So yeah, gentle exfoliation. Yeah, something like what we were talking about, like a lactic acid cleanser might be nice or an enzyme mask or something like that that's just going to give your skin the gentle nudge to continue exfoliating at the right level. Nothing to like don't go to Bunnings and get the sandpaper is what we're (laughs) saying. And then final question in the dry and dehydrated pop quiz. Is it true to say that the thicker the cream, the more hydrating it is? So generally if a... If a cream is thicker, it means that there's more solid emollients in it and emollients are actually oily. So these are ingredients that, like they're one of the three types of moisturizers that we covered before. So if you've forgotten, three types, occlusives, like very high level, occlusive seal in water, emollients sink into the skin and make it softer and more supple and humectants attract water and hold it onto your skin like little water magnets. So this is emollients, which are oily. And so thicker creams are actually better for adding oil back to your skin, not necessarily adding more water back into your skin. So yeah, if your skin is dry, lacking oil, then a thicker cream will work. If your skin is lacking water, then what you're looking for is humectants. So unfortunately, water by itself is not very good at hydrating your skin. 
So it hydrates us temporarily because you are adding more water, but water also evaporates easily. And water actually makes your skin barrier more permeable. So it makes it leakier. And so uh, even though it's temporarily wet, then after the water evaporates, then you can actually end up a bit drier. And so it's really humectants that you want to add to hydrate your skin. You don't necessarily need a thicker cream to get a more hydrating, humectant-rich product, but usually it'll be something that's maybe a little bit tacky. It's possible to make it so it's not tacky at all, but a lot of the time they are a little bit tacky and yeah, you're looking for humectants high in the ingredients list. And sometimes there's both. Sometimes there's a product that has some of those emollients in it and also has humectants, which is kind of like the jackpot product if you have dry skin that is also prone to dehydration. But I know I just said I had a last question, but this is actually my last question because I just thought of it then. Can you hydrate your skin by drinking water? Because I feel like every supermodel, like whenever you read a celebrity interview about their (laughs) skin, they're like, how do you get your skin so good? Oh, I drink 12 liters of water a day. Like can drinking water hydrate your dehydrated skin? It can to a very small extent if you weren't drinking enough water to begin with. In general, if you drink tons and tons and tons of water versus just a regular amount of water, you won't see a big difference. You'll see a much bigger difference by using the right skincare products. So a lot of the time when people are seeing improvements in their skin and in their health from drinking tons of water, it's actually just because they're filling themselves up with water so they don't have room to like eat other crap that they would have eaten otherwise. And also yeah. a lot of the time when you're drinking tons of water, you're really health conscious and so you're eating better, you're exercising exactly. more. Everything's like coming together. Being a beauty editor, I'm obsessed with talking about beauty products. And so this is the best in class, a bit of both dry and dehydrated skin because sometimes as we've mentioned there are some products that do both and then there are some products that are great for dry skin and some products that are great for dehydrated skin. So Michelle let's start with just a quick recap of the types of ingredients and products that suit dry skin and dehydrated skin. So with dry skin remember it's lacking oil so you're looking for oily products and so you're looking for occlusives and emollients near the top of the ingredients list. Occlusives are things that seal in water because a lot of the time if you have dry skin you want to have both. And so the best occlusives are petroleum jelly, mineral oil, um, lanolin, dimethicone. If you want to go really natural, then lanolin and plant butters are probably the best. But unfortunately, if you do really like natural skincare and you do want occlusives, it's a bit trickier because a lot of the more synthetic ingredients are so much better. They just blow the natural ones out of the water. Nature does not necessarily care about whether or not you have good skin. So... (laughs) Love yeah. that. Mother Nature don't have time to be concerned with your skin concerns. <laughs> so yeah, plant butters like shea butter, that can work, but nowhere near as well as something like mineral oil. With emollients, that's where your plant oils and stuff come in. These are, remember, ingredients that sink into your skin a bit and make it soft and supple and flexible. Those sorts of products you're probably looking for if you have dry skin are things like oily serums, oils, and thick moisturizers. Other ingredients that are good, we've mentioned these before, um, ceramides are good for adding to that glue that's sticking your skin together. And niacinamide is good because niacinamide can protect your barrier and it can also help your skin make more ceramides. Now, if we have dehydrated skin, the most important type of ingredient for dehydrated skin to add water back into the skin are humectants. 
Humectants are the ones that grab onto water and keep it on your skin, making it more hydrated. The most common humectant in ingredients, and probably one of my favorite humectants, is glycerin. Glycerin is in a lot of stuff because not only is it a great humectant, it's also really good for helping the formulator put things into the product. If you want extra humectants, then hyaluronic acid that we talked about earlier is great. There's also one called sodium PCA, which is a bit more rare, but it's also a really effective humectant that's naturally already in your skin as well. So with humectant-rich ingredient products, usually it's things like hydrating toners and gel moisturizers and these sort of light, slightly tacky products sometimes, but they're usually water-based and very light, or they can be light. If you do have dehydrated skin, another thing you might like are occlusives. If you have oily and dehydrated skin, you might want occlusives at night. So maybe something like a sleeping mask, or if you want to go really basic and cheap, um, just like a layer of Vaseline over like as the last step of your skincare routine. I think I roll around in my sleep way too much to do a slugging layer of Vaseline, but I do love a good hydrating mask or a sleep mask, which is kind of essentially just a moisturizer that you can wear while you sleep. The good news is, is that in every episode so far, we have been breaking down product recommendations based on skin type in most cases. So, you know, the best vitamin C for dry skin, the best vitamin C for oily skin, so on and so forth. So if you want to kind of start from scratch, go back and have a look in those best in class segment sections to find out, you know, the, what cleanser is going to suit best for a drier skin type. But we're going to touch now on just a few other all-star products for dry and or dehydrated skin. The first one is the Aspect Probiotic Mask. And this was actually the best in class product for dry skin right at the very start in episode one. This is a wash-off cream hydrating mask that can also be used as a moisturizer. So if you have dry, super dry skin, I like to just use a thick layer of this as my moisturizer or at night time. And Michelle, I'm going to make you talk about it again because we talked about it in episode one, how basically this mask is putting up bits of chopped up bacteria on your face. Yeah. So this has lots of oils and glycerin, which is what adds to that like basic moisturizing. Plus it's also got chopped up bits of bacteria. Um, yeah. You're, so you're not allowed to have like bacteria in skincare products because then it just grows too much and you have no control over it. Sort of like, you know, trying to deal with I don't know, moldy food or something. So there's some studies that found that this ingredient actually helps restore the skin barrier. And so, yeah, it adds that instant hydrating, moisturizing. It helps your skin help itself in the long term. Oh, that's nice. Helping it help itself. I love that. And I would say if you where this fits into a routine, so this product goes really great after you've done exfoliating. So especially for those dry, dry skin types that might be a bit worried about exfoliating, do your gentle exfoliation like with the Skin Institute enzyme mask or the Skin Institute lactic cleanser that we've spoken about these before. Then pop your mask on, go to sleep and then just wake up with kind of really comfy, glowy skin. Um, and so that's probably maybe a couple times a week. So our next best in class product is the Murad Revitalixa Recovery Serum. This is a really hydrating serum that helps with things like dehydration and dullness and also like the little fine lines and wrinkles that you can get if you don't have nice hydrated plump skin. So this has a bunch of different ingredients and it's really cool because it's got a delivery system that has tiny little spheres. 
and the active ingredients are inside these spheres. So they're encapsulated and that means that they last for longer and they also get delivered uh, more effectively. So the ingredients they have are things like caffeine, which can help with puffiness, especially around the eyes. It's got hyaluronic acid, which is that super powered moisturizer. And it's also got hemp seed oil, which is a really nice light oil that any skin type can use. A lot of the time, if you have oily skin like me, then some oils can feel a bit heavy and clogging. And hemp seed oil is just really nice and light and that works for pretty much everyone. And I think that's exactly why this product makes the best in class list for dry and or dehydrated because it has the humectant ingredients that helps with the dehydration. It also has that oil-based delivery system, which means that the texture of this serum, it packs a punch, but it's still quite light. It just gives a bit of everything, which is why it's really great for an impaired skin barrier, which then, as we know, leads to dehydration. The next product we want to talk about is the Ordinary Natural Moisturizing Factors Plus HA. And this is a really just introductory no frills moisturizer that just crams in bang for buck in terms of our humectant ingredients and also emollients. Yeah, so this has a whole bunch of different emollients. It's got caprylic capric triglyceride, which is it's like a version of coconut oil that's really highly refined. So it just takes out like one chunk of what's in a normal coconut oil. Um, so if you're a bit scared of coconut oil, but you've heard about the like amazing hydrating benefits of it, then this is a really good ingredient to use. It's also got lots of humectants. It's got glycerin, hyaluronic acid, and a whole bunch of different amino acids, which are also really good at holding onto moisture. Yeah, this is just a nice moisturizer that has a lot of those super moisturizing ingredients in it that can pack more of a punch than a standard moisturizer. Um, one thing though about this is that it's quite light. So it's possible yes. that if your skin is dry, then it might not be enough. Exactly. This is kind of like, and you've just segued perfectly for me, Michelle. It's like we, mm-hmm. you read my mind. This texture is quite light. So it can be good for in the morning, daytime under makeup. But if you have that really drier skin type or you feel like you're severely dehydrated and when you put on a moisturizer, it just goes slurps it up straight away, then the next best in class might be more suitable for you. And that is the Aven Skin Recovery Cream. This moisturizer, it's kind of like, I'm going to, it does have a bit of a cult following because it's just, I mean, Aven in general is the brand that people turn to when they're like, ah, my skin is freaking out a bit. And you just, it's like that rational friend that just grabs you by the shoulders and goes, it's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this. And that's basically what this skin recovery cream is. It has a bit of a thicker texture, is great for nighttime. Um, and it also has, again, some really great hydrating, moisturizing ingredients. Yeah. This one has a whole bunch of occlusive ingredients. It's very bland, which is good because if your skin's irritated, then a lot of the time, natural ingredients aren't actually that good for it because it's harder to control like what you get from nature whereas if you have something synthetic that's made in a lab very carefully under very controlled conditions then it's a lot more predictable so yeah this one is also really cool because it's one of the sterile cosmetics that Aven have Aven made these like all right so preservatives I can't remember if we talked about this but preservatives are good oh I feel like a lecture coming on. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of like anti-preservative sentiment, but preservatives are good because you don't want bacteria. Bacteria and mold in your products 
it's much worse for you than preservatives. But the problem is preservatives, because they do control bacteria and mold, they can sometimes be somewhat irritating and they tend to be common allergens as far as allergens go in skincare. Now, if you want a preservative-free product that doesn't risk getting infections and irritation from bacteria and mold, then this sterile cosmetics is really cool because the way that the packaging is designed and the way that the products are produced, everything is sterile. If you look at the packaging, it sort of seals itself after you use it. So it's like a little rubber thing that comes out and then poops out a little bit of product and then it sucks <laughs> back in. <laughs> but very hygienically and sterile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't need preservatives because it has that. Most of the time, if you don't have preservatives, it's really bad news. But because of this special packaging and the special way it's produced, then it's okay. So another best in class we have is the Murad Age Reform Nutrient Charged Water Gel. We talked about this earlier. This is a really nice textured gel moisturizer that's good for oily skin types. So it has that hydrating effect, but it doesn't add a lot of extra oil and grease onto your skin. If you have oily skin like me, it has more of those humectants and it has dimethicone, which is like a light occlusive that doesn't feel oily. Our final best in class for dehydrated, and this actually, this recommendation is great again for an oilier or combination skin type that is also dehydrated is the Institute Hydrating Mask. Not only is it quite affordable when we're talking about cosmeceutical skincare, but it's the kind of product that you can pop a thick layer of it on, let it do its thing, and then rinse it off because for some people that have oily or combination skin, the idea of leaving a thick product on overnight is just send shivers down your spine. Yeah, so that means it doesn't interact with your other products. You don't have to stress so much about whether or not stuff will pill up if you layer it on top of itself, stuff like that. It's got tons and tons of moisturizing ingredients. So again, it's got things like shea butter, which is a good humectant emollient, which adds oil to your skin. It's got amino acids. It's got a bunch of different humectants that grab onto water and hold it to the skin. So yeah, a really quick hydrating and also moisturizing, I guess, like it's adding oil and water to your skin, but you can rinse it off. Lovely. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of today's lesson about dry versus dehydrated skin. Next week, we're going to move on to another skin concern, which is breakouts and acne. So if you get things like blackheads, pimples, that sort of thing, then tune in next week. See you then. Thanks for listening to Skincare School. If you're a bit of a teacher's pet, you'll find links to all the extra readings and products mentioned in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app and you'll get a notification the second our next episode drops. And while you're there, you might as well tell us what you think about our podcast. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. And don't forget to tell everyone in your life about Skincare School because at the end of the day, we are here to serve. See you next week.